0: This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. This episode is brought to you by Ballsley, the makers of Ball Wash. Check out their website at ballwash.com and use the promo code PGSports for 15% off. Keep the funk off your junk. Ball Wash. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of Average to Savage. Got a special guest with me today, Kansas City Royals pitcher Tim Hill. Tim, how's it going? How are you, Paul? Good, good, good. I'm glad I finally got you on the show. Been trying all season, and we finally done it after the season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> finally,
0: for sure. And uh, could you uh, tell the listeners just like a brief summary about yourself?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm 28 years old. Uh, I was I was drafted in 2014 by the Kansas City Royals. Uh, I happened to be the oldest player in that draft at 24 years old. So you know, like coming up through college, mm-hmm. at my senior year, I was talking to a bunch of scouts, but a lot of them kept saying, or like a lot, like the word on the street, or like what I kept saying from these people was like, ah, this, you're kind of too old, like you, kind of, you probably missed your window type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're usually looking to draft younger players. So, anyways, like, lo and behold, the, the Royals took a chance on me in 2014. Uh, they picked me up in the 32nd round, so, you know, I was a later pick. So that moving forward, I, I played my first half season. And then in 2015, I went to my first spring training. I was feeling a little bit off, you know, just not feeling well, but I kind of attributed it to like my first time being in spring training. Wasn't really used to it. We're waking up early, there's long days. So I was just, you know, like, this is tough. I'm tired, well, it is what it is. Uh, Well, through like routine blood work, the Royals ended up finding out that my hemoglobin, which is my red blood cell count, was about half of what it should have been. So immediately they knew there was something wrong. So they started to get more tests uh, because of like my family history. My dad had colon cancer when I was 17. He ended up passing away from it as well. So they gave me a colonoscopy and sure enough, they found a tumor. So all of 2015, I was dealing with that. It was, you know, I had surgery. It took out, they removed half my colon with the tumor and then proceeded with eight months of chemotherapy. All 2015, and then I only had about two and a half months of rehab, like recovery or whatever you want to call it, yeah. to 2016, and then I played my first full season in 2016, and then my first full season, my second full season was in
0: 2017. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Alright, so let's circle back. After high school, you ended up at a junior college, correct? Correct. So how, how'd, that, how'd that come about? Like, did, did you have like D1 offers coming out of high school?
1: You know, I only played one year of high school baseball. Oh, okay. It's like dealing with the whole. I played my freshman year, mm-hmm. and then you know, like my, my sophomore, sophomore, junior, senior year. Of my dealing was with my dad, and he was being sick, yeah. and it was just kind of a tough time for me. So I wasn't, I wasn't really playing ball at that time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, it's been a long journey for me uh, to the big leagues, to say the least. I would say because when I was 19 years old, I wasn't even.
0: In college, I went to, I started school at 19, that's why I was so old as well. Gotcha, yeah. Alright, so how did um, you become a submarine pitcher? Uh,
1: I've actually always thrown like that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Pe- yeah, that's like the, the main question that everyone's asked me this year is like, hey, when did you start throwing down there? And it's like, you know, I've always kind of thrown like that. I remember in Little League, um, I had this coach who was like, hey, he was talking to my dad, he was like, hey, listen, if he throws overhand, he could throw, probably throw a lot harder so my dad was like all right well let's give it a shot so they were messing with me trying to get me to overhand. well i kept throwing sidearm like just natural okay. um so they stood me next to like a towel type of thing and they were like all right don't hit the towel so i throw and i hit the towel every time i was getting frustrated my dad finally was like hey like listen he just wants to throw like that and we're just gonna let him throw
0: him however he wants." so I told him hey. to
1: leave me alone
0: <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah. So back to so how did you get back into baseball and ended up at a JUCO?
1: Okay, so here's a crazy story. Um, actually, you know, like when I was, I guess, 18 years old, I got into some trouble. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of dealing with with my dad and everything, and oh, uh, well, okay. I ended up making a bad decision, getting arrested, and yeah, basically, I got arrested. Um, I moved down to San Diego to be with my sister. It was just funny because that arrest ended up. Making me get into baseball again in mm-hmm. a way because my sister, when I moved down, she said, "Go to school or get a job." And I was like, "Okay, fine." So I got a job at Ross, and I go to get hired on the first day, and so I got hired. I go to I go to like clock in on the first day, and I guess they had gotten my background check on that day, and mm-hmm. they fired me before I even started. <laughs> so I was like, all bummed. I'm like, class. Wow, I'm like a loser. Like, can't even get
0: a job at Ross. Like, how brutal. What is so it all? Like, a like? Convenience store. So I, at the at the time, I had been playing like with one of my sister's
1: coworkers and like an adult league baseball league. Okay. It's just like a bunch of old men like screwing around <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against this dude, Terrence, one oh, one game, and he played at Palomar, which was the juco that I ended up going to. After the game, he was talking to me. He was like, "Man, like that was really good." He was like, "Where do you play at?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean? I play here." <laughs> and he just started. He just started laughing, and he was like, do you, "Have you played college ball at all?" And I was like, "No, I haven't." And he was like, "He was like, please come with me on Sunday to Palomar, meet the coach. We'll talk, whatever." So I ended up going over there, meeting the coach. I threw for him, and he was like immediately got me signed up for classes, and I started playing there.
0: Oh, that's awesome! So. From there, what did you say you were there for? One year or two years? I was there for. I was actually there for one year. Gotcha.
1: Um, I ended up not doing so well in the classroom, but like I said, after my freshman year there, I got a bunch of Division One scholarship offers that I was, you know, I couldn't go to because my grades weren't good enough.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So. Where where were the offers to?
1: I had offers to um, University of San Diego uh, NC State,
0: um, Cal State Fullerton. Gotcha. A couple other, those are like the bigger ones. There were some smaller yeah. Division
1: one schools as well.
0: So, like, did you always know you were, like, really good? I, I always knew I was good. I or mean, better than like, average? Up, like, I always, yeah. I always, like, did well. Yeah. I don't know if I ever,
1: like, people would always tell me, like, you're good enough to get drafted. You're good enough to get drafted, but I didn't know, like, if they were just blowing smoke or yeah, if yeah. they actually meant it.
0: Gotcha. So so how do you how do you end up at the NAIA school uh, bacon College?
1: Okay, so I ended up not being eligible my, for my sophomore year Okay. after I, d- I did really well at Palomar in my freshman year in like on the field, but in the classroom I did horrible okay. um, which put me in a really bad position so I wasn't eligible my sophomore year. I ended up going to a school in l a um, LA Mission College. And I was trying to play try, I was trying to play there I, I I had gotten like a 3.8 GPA both semesters like got turned my grades around like was really like trying in the classroom
0: yeah.
1: and yeah like really figured some stuff out and two weeks before season they told me that I wasn't eligible so it was kind of a heartbreaker but you know like I built a really good relationship with that coach and he like like he was really happy with like how hard I had worked and he like Wanted to help me, basically. So, yeah. I, I I got a, I had, as soon as I found out I wasn't eligible, I, I went and got a job uh, at this moving company. I was working, I worked there for about three months, and I think it was about a month and a half in, Coach Casciani called me, it was the coach from LA Mission, he called me up and he was like, hey man, uh, do you want to keep playing? And I was like, sure, but where? He's like, it might be somewhere weird, like Kansas or... <laughs> He's like, maybe like Kansas or like Oklahoma or like Missouri or somewhere in the middle of the United States, somewhere he's never been. But he's like, you know, it'll be an opportunity nonetheless. So, so, that phone call, I was like, yeah, you know, let's see what you got. And lo and behold, he ended up coming up with Bay College. And they ended up offering me a well, you know a scholarship I couldn't really turn down so I went and played I mean I hated I hated that job that I was working at the time okay. so I was like you know what I might as well give it a chance and I did
0: so you went there and you were you were a starter there right
1: yes I was a starter there
0: and you went uh, you went all American right
1: yes my senior year I did
0: so then uh, what was happening were like scouts coming to your game and stuff
1: yeah see, the funny thing is I pitched really well my junior year But there was no one to see it, like,
0: no scouts there, no nothing, which was, you know, pretty
1: typical for baseball college, like, there's no scouts coming out on a regular game. And then I went and played in a collegiate summer league
0: at east, it was the Coastal Plain League, which
1: was pretty competitive, there was, like, a good amount of scouts at all those games, and
0: I think that's probably where I got, like, noticed was there, and then, because when I came back from my
1: senior year, there was plenty of scouts at all the games.
0: Yeah, just for you? Um, yes. Yeah. They were, yeah. So so what was that like? Was it was the pressure on for you or you were just pitching like every other day?
1: They're not not really. I mean, like I told you before, like I talked to probably, you know, at least fifteen different scouts from fifteen different teams. But like after I would talk to them, always there was always like the same feeling. Like they would always ask me, like, Oh, like how old are you? I tell them I was twenty four and they were like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like why, why, like, why are you so old? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like I don't know. I had to have to explain to them. Like, you know, I started college late, and yada yada yada. So I didn't really. I was just like, you know, it was like whatever. I was just doing my thing, and I just kind of thought like, oh, these guys aren't gonna take
0: a chance on me. But yeah. they did. So yeah. So, which is funny. Which this is also funny because
1: I thought the Rockies would have drafted me just yeah. from like they seemed more interested, but.
0: So, yeah, so, you so like, when did, like, so senior year ends, and then then w- what happens? Like, all these scouts are, you already knew about the scouts? Did you, like, sign with the agent? Like, how, were you just, like, no, going so, in there? Yeah, at the end, yeah,
1: that was probably the most suspenseful like, time. It was, like, a couple of weeks of just, I was talking to different scouts, like, you know, like, I would, like, exchange texts with different scouts, or, like, exchange different phone calls with different scouts. Yeah. But I was just awaiting the draft, which was, you know, pretty nerve-wracking. Yeah, for sure. But, and I wasn't drafted until the third day because I was in 32nd round. Yeah. So I had to watch the first two days. And then on the third day, I finally got picked, which was it was pretty special. It was cool. Even, even like, I don't know, it's was weird.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, being drafted in the 32nd round, did you, why, did you think you were getting drafted earlier?
1: Oh, no, not at all. I, oh. I knew I would be, like, later around. If at all Just because
0: Most of them Didn't want to Take a chance on Someone my age Gotcha Gotcha gotcha. Were you the First one to Get drafted out of uh, B-Cone College I want to say yes
1: But I I can't be I can't be certain On that
0: I was actually Trying to look up The stat How many players From the uh, NAIA Made the major leagues But I couldn't find it Because I think It's pretty rare It, It
1: High. I know yeah. that the NAI gets snuffed in the draft a little bit just because. I, I don't. There's a lot
0: of good players,
1: Yeah. but I think they get discounted because they're playing at that level. Yeah, it, it is. It's not as good
0: as the Division One. So yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. Back to you got drafted by the Royals, mm-hmm. and uh, so you, what? What were your thoughts like when you got drafted by them?
1: Honestly, when I first got drafted, you're just kind of like really excited. You don't really know what to think. Um, then they sent you to Arizona, and you know you. Like the best on your team. I've always been the best on my team, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah. You get to Arizona, it's like everybody is really good. Everybody throws hard. Like everybody's there for a reason.
0: So it's just kind of eye-opening. You see how much talent there actually is out there. Yeah, for sure. It's just kind of cool.
1: It, it, in the beginning, it can be a little discouraging. Yeah. When you realize, like, like okay, like, maybe I'm not so special. Like, there's a bunch of dudes out here that can do the same, like, you know, same thing as close to it. Yeah. So, I guess in the beginning, like, it's a little discouraging. But then you just realize,
0: like, as you go along, you just have to separate yourself and try to find a way to stand out. Yeah, for sure. And your, your first season, you did uh, really well. You had a 1.64 ERA. And then like you were telling me before in the fall of two thousand were feeling weird. You got diagnosed with the colon cancer. I read that you lost seventy pounds. Correct. And then how did you how did you come back from all that?
1: Well it's kinda crazy, like I think it was around um, November of fifteenth was when I finished my last treatment. Yeah. And it was about it took me about a month, maybe six weeks, before like the, the chemo drugs all got out of my system. I wasn't eating well, I wasn't, like, sleeping well still, I still felt really bad, and then it was just weird, like, sometime around January of 16, just, like, a switch went off, and all of a sudden, I could eat, all of a sudden, I could sleep, and I think that really, like, it really helped me out, I mean, I was eating, like, four to six meals a day,
0: and my
1: body just responded to it really well, I ended up gaining, like, 70 pounds back in two and a half months, by the time spring training was over, I was back at my normal
0: weight. That's wild. Like what it uh, like like what did that feel like your body? Like that's that's crazy.
1: I, honestly, like the coming up like the the gaining the weight back was so easy it seemed like just yeah. because yeah, I, I was I felt good. I was lifting like I just that was easy cuz I, I felt good. Yeah. The hard part was loo- the hard part was losing it. Like in, the initial the initial losing it was the hard part, but gaining it back was sure super easy for whatever reason you would think that it would be hard to gain all that weight back but yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just a, it was just a matter of my body like finally except like it was finally functioning the way it was supposed to be functioning
0: for sure for sure and then you uh so your first year back you spent the most of the season in double a and Great. then technically you basically only spent three seasons in the minors and you made it to the majors this season which is pretty fast. Even though I know people are saying, like, you're a 28-year-old rookie, but, like, you only really spent three seasons.
1: Right, yeah. No, no I am lucky. I did get through the minor leagues pretty pretty
0: quickly. Yeah. Because, like, technically, if you were, like, a 21- or 22-year-old, so you'd actually be, like, 25- or 26 right now, if you were on the whatever, quote-unquote, right. regular track. Which, which is the average. I think yeah. the
1: average person breaks into the league around 26.
0: Yeah, for sure. So so now it's 2018, present day, and you're in spring training, you get, you pitching seven games, seven innings, two runs earned, and, like, so what, what was all that like, and, like, like, what was the, was there a point where you were, like, you knew you were going to make the team, or no? Uh, no,
1: honestly, that, that whole year was so, like, or that whole spring was so stressful for me. I mean, in the beginning, it was just, like, okay, this is awesome, this is my first big league camp, so I was just excited to be, like, with the big league team, and trying to, like, prove myself. Yeah. And, you know, when I started pitching well, like, I I pitched well all spring. I still knew, like, it, a lot of times you can't take, like, there's, there's no guarantees in baseball. So, yeah. like, you don't even try to, like, I was just like, you know what, I put myself in a good position and that's all you can really, like, hope for. Yeah. Because, I mean, regardless, my situation was going to improve from the year before. Yeah. And, and at the end of 2017, they, they put me on the 40-man roster. Okay. So regardless of whether I went to AAA or the big leagues, like I was still going to be on the forty-man roster. Which you know, I was just trying to be positive and just trying to see, like, all right, no matter what, my situation has improved this year. So, yeah, for sure. With
0: that, you know, you just keep your head down and
1: work hard, and you know, usually good things will happen when you do that.
0: Yeah. So how how did you find out you made the twenty-five man roster?
1: So yeah, that was, that was pretty incredible. Um, it was my last. My last outing of spring. It was wrapping up. We probably had three days left of camp. And everybody's kind of, you see, they don't know. Like, they haven't really released the rosters yet. But, yeah. like, you know, people, you, at this point, you got a pretty good idea. So at this point, I know it's like, it's either me or somebody else. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I know I'm close. I finished my last outing, and I, I went one, two, three. It was, you know, great outing. Came off and Ned was at the bottom of the stairs. He shakes my hand he's like, hey, great job. I need to see you in my office, you know, before you leave. I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, usually that's the protocol for, all right, he's gonna option me down to triple Like, it was a good run, that was fun. Like, whatever, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: So I go into the office, but he said it's more like serious too, so I was like, there's no way it's anything but that.
0: Yeah.
1: So I go up and I'm like, I think my mom was there, to get optioned down, And she was like, ah, you don't know that. I'm like, ah, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll give you a call after. She's like, okay. So I went and talked to Ned. I come in. He's like, I, the door was open when I walked in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, Timmy, take a seat. And I took a seat he's like, how do you think you, you pitched this spring? And I was like, yeah, I think I pitched pretty good. And he was like, just pretty good? And I was like, yeah, I have a better. And he was like, just pretty good, huh? And he goes, alright well so it's just pretty good he goes you yeah, know we'll just go ahead and send you to triple A <laughs> and I, I kind of like I laughed but I was like that's that's not how you send someone down That's that ain't it like come on that can't be it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he starts explaining to me about
1: you know alright well, when we go to Omaha we're going to go to Omaha and then we're going to play the triple A team and blah 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 and he kept saying like we like as if I was like a part of that so I was like okay and then he turns and there was Moose side of the door and he goes hey Moose come here like I need to ask you something and he looks at him he's like well you think this guy you think this kid's a big leaguer or whatever and I was just like Moose was like no I don't think he's a big leaguer like I know he's a big leaguer <laughs> so I was just, yeah which I thought was pretty cool like you know like I was smiling whatever and he was like congrats kid you made the
0: squad yeah it's dope so. wasn't that I think that was on Twitter or something or an article about it maybe Maybe not a video. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: I don't have Twitter, so I don't. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you gotta get on Twitter. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, gotta. What was what was the first game like? You getting into the, your first major league game?
1: Uh, that was uh, undescribable. That was crazy. So I'm, I'm in the bullpen. It's like freezing. It's like, 30 degrees out.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm jumping I'm like jumping up and down the whole game trying to keep warm and my, at this point my calves are like probably like about to explode. Yeah. <laughs> the phone finally the phone rings and sure enough it's for me. I get up there and I'm like my I can't even feel my face so cold <laughs> and I'm just like whatever. I go out there and it's just kind of a blur. Warming up was a blur. Running out was kind of a blur. I remember getting the the first strike over the plate, and I'm like, okay, we're good. And then he called fastball in, and I get like all pumped up, like, I'm just gonna throw this ball as hard as I can. And I end up hitting my first that, that next pitch, I hit the batter, so I, I ended up hitting my first batter face, Yeah, which at that point I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I was like, yeah. oh my goodness, my heart's yeah. beating out of my chest. So I'm like, this isn't the way you want to start it. Yeah, for sure. So then I got the next guy, the next guy out quickly, and then they pulled me. So then my day was over. I faced, you know, I got one out. And there you go. Before I even knew it, it was over. I was like sitting in the dugout, and I was like, "Wow, that was crazy."
0: <laughs> did you have any? Everybody's like, "There you go."
1: And, like everybody just comes up, and you know, like, "Good job, bro." Blah blah blah. It was, just, it was fun.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Did, but did you get to keep that, the After that,
1: kind of, you know, it's always, it's always crazy. You know, it's always like the, the atmosphere is always like very like intoxicating, I guess you could say. Yeah. But nothing compares to the first time you go out there and
0: do it i mean
1: that's yeah, the most sure. adrenaline
0: you'll probably ever feel for sure for sure. did you get to keep the ball
1: i did get to keep the ball i got to keep a couple of the balls i got to yeah. keep my first ball out, my first pitch which and then like the, the second pitch which i hit the guy with <laughs> i got to keep that one too
0: oh man so what about they're did you have any all other all moments nice case. what was that i said they're all in a nice little case oh nice nice so what did you have any other moments where you're like, oh, my God, I'm facing whoever, X?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I faced so Mike Trout with the bases loaded.
0: Yeah. He
1: ended up hitting the ground ball that I was supposed to field, and I missed it, <laughs> <laughs> which which
0: resulted in fielding practice for me, like, every other day for the rest of the year.
1: There you go. <laughs> but P-F-P. I got pretty
0: good at it. Towards the end of the year, I started making some pretty nice catches, so I
1: guess it all worked out.
0: Yeah, there you go. For sure. You're going for the Golden Glove next year.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: that's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> more, more attempts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So overall, what was your experience, your rookie year with the Kansas City Royals? I would say it
1: was, it was, it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, it was a great learning experience. You know, I feel like even personally, but also as a team, like, you know, we got, obviously we didn't have the greatest year, but yeah. toward I would say, like, towards the end, like, we really started to work together, and a lot of us have been getting a lot better, and we made some huge steps towards becoming a good team, and, like, I think we will be a good team next year and moving forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what what was it like throwing to your all-star catcher, Salvador Perez?
1: Awesome. I mean, nobody runs on you, that's for sure. <laughs> he's just, you know, obviously, someone like that, being able to find someone like that that has that, that kind of knowledge, you know, he's He's won a world. He's taking his team to the World Series and won. Yeah. He's taking his team to the World Series and lost. Like you know, so he's got he's got quite a bit of experience
0: that is very beneficial for like you know, especially a rookie pitcher. Yeah, for sure. That you could know, learn from, it. and then
1: just the fact that no one ever runs on you is beautiful. Cause yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He's got the best arm in the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how about how about this one? Can you give us a little insight on what like the 162 game traveling schedule is like?
1: Uh, a lot of um a lot of quick turnarounds a lot of you know like the whole day game or night game day game combination especially when it's night game in one city day game in the next or whatever they would like to be really tough or even if it's just a night game night game but if the travel's and you have like a time change it can get really tough coming yeah, from west coast to east coast um just like things like that can be a little bit challenging but I would say it's not it's not any worse than minor league travel. Yeah, I would say sure. it's better it's better than minor league travel. There might be if you go to more cities, that's the only difference. So yeah. you know the travel the travel is better but the travel is also more.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean you're not on you're not on like the buses like in the minors, right?
1: <laughs> right. You're you know, no, you're not on a twelve hour, thirteen hour <laughs> bus ride. Which you know that's
0: not that's no fun. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, for sure. All right, so you're ready you're ready for some fun questions? Sure. What do you got? So how did how'd you end up wearing fifty uh, four? Did they just give it to you, or did you get the pick? Uh,
1: so I, I, they gave me fifty one in the beginning of spring.
0: Okay.
1: And I was super I was super pumped about it. I was fired up because it was Randy Johnson's old number. Okay. And you know what, Lefty doesn't like Randy Johnson. Yeah. So I was pretty excited to have fifty one when uh, Blaine Boyer he was our he was a vet. You know, he's a veteran on the team at the beginning of the year. That was like his number. So he like, you know, he was respectful about it. He was like, hey man, you might I take that number,
0: and I was certainly not in any position to tell him
1: no. So, yeah. so I got 54 instead.
0: Gosh, gotcha. they just so they just gave it to you.
1: Yeah, that was just,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I'll probably ride with
1: it now because now oh, yeah. kinda, I kind of I've grown to it a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now it's like sentimental because they just gave it to you. You know, it's just like one of those it, things. Exactly what about what's what's uh one of the favorite favorite places that you traveled this this season or cities um,
1: my favorite places i would say i can't say one favorite place but i would say my three favorite cities or four favorite cities would probably be toronto yep. new york chicago and san francisco
0: dope
1: Ooh, I, might have, I might have to throw seattle in there too because seattle is pretty nice
0: okay all right what about any uh favorite ballparks favorite
1: ballparks uh, by far it would have to be Fenway. yeah just simply for the atmosphere, um, I mean, we, we I think we, we played like a three-game weekday series, maybe, and they sold it out every single night, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, and what about, what was your first big purchase when you made the Major Leagues? What was my
1: first big purchase? Yeah. I don't know if I've made, I don't know if I've made one yet, I
0: guess I've updated my wardrobe, but, your
1: wardrobe? I, I haven't really made, I haven't really made any big purchases, I have I've passed on the car, i still got my car for last year, no, I haven't done anything,
0: all right. Any any are you any any plans to do anything like a house or something, a new car? I would be, yeah, I would like to get a house eventually. but
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't want to rush into it. I kind of want to figure
0: out what area I want to live in first before I do anything for me like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about what's what's on your music playlist right now? I
1: can go about country. Like I'll go about country, but I also go. I can go rap too. All right. I like more. I like the more old school hip hop. Yeah. if For for being honest, and I, I, I I can mess with the new school rap though. I, my my nephew's been. Opening my eyes a little bit. <laughs> he throws on some Travis Scott. every Everyone's so cool, and I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. Come
0: on. There you go. What about your top top five favorite relievers or pitchers of all time?
1: Let me think about that. Uh, well, Mar- Mariano Rivera, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Trevor Hoffman, for
0: sure. Randy Johnson, I know he's not a reliever, but I got to yeah. throw him in there just because he's the man Ooh. Any submarine guys?
1: No, really. I, I've never, like, grown up and, like, watched a sub guy and been, like, I want to throw, like, him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because generally they're, like, different kinds of pitchers.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like most sub guys are, they they tend to, like, throw a lot of breaking balls where I live off my fastball more. Yeah. So, I don't know. No, I've never been, like, a huge fan of the sub the sub pitchers.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I
1: guess I'd have to throw, like, a couple more starters in there, just, like, Clayton shop.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I grew up watching him, so, you know. He's
0: always been one of my favorites to
1: watch. Yeah, definitely
0: one of the uh, best, like Zach Granke. Yeah, former Royal. Yeah. <laughs> and what about what are your uh, goals for 2019 season?
1: 2019
0: season, win the World Series. Hey, there you go, team player.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: And uh, where can people find you on social media? I know, I know, you're not big on social media, but you're getting there. No, no, I'm not. I'm not too big on
1: social media, but you know, I have. I have Instagram. I mean,
0: my, my handle is, what, TimH818, yeah. maybe? There you go. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and it was great to finally talk to you, and you were the first MLB player on the show.
1: Absolutely. It was a pleasure, Paul. Thank you for having
0: me. Yeah, no problem. This episode was brought to you by Ballsy, the makers of Ball Wash. Check out their site for high-quality, below-the-belt products at ballwash.com. Don't forget to use the promo code PGSports for 15% off.